Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Natalie Jean, this is Natalie Jean. Yes, it's Cutting with Nat, and today we have indie pop country recording artist, Alyssa Ruffin. Alyssa Ruffin is an independent pop country recording artist. She opened for country music artist, Confederate, Railroad, Billboard chart-topping, rock band, Hinder, Billboard Award and two-time ASCAP Award winner J.R. Richards of Dishwalla, legendary hip-hop artist Coolio, AMA Award-winning rock band Firehouse, and CMA and AMA Award-winning country music artist Sawyer Brown. She is recording singles, Enough and Where I Need You Now, with Scott Wilson of Saving Abel at Sunshine Studios live in Colorado. Both tracks featured Kent Slusher, I hope I said that right, drummer for Luke Bryan on drums, Scott Wilson, bassist for Saving Abel on bass, and Nashville Pro Steve Hinson on steel guitar, banjo, and mandolin. Steve has worked with everyone from Dolly Parton, Chris Ledoux, and Kenny Chesney to Ty Herndon, Luke Bryan, and Carrie Underwood. Her single Collateral Damage, produced by Grammy voting member engineer and producer Audrey Martinovich, is available now on all music streaming platforms worldwide. My God, that was a mouthful. All right, let's give a round of applause for Alyssa Ruffin. Hi, Alyssa, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm hanging in there during a pandemic. It's been kind of (laughs) cray-cray. Yes, it has. (laughs) With everything going on, it's just, oh, my God. Ooh, la, la. Um, How have you been doing during the pandemic? Um, It has been very interesting. I was living in California at the time, um, so that was you know, crazy. It, we completely shut down. We were living, my husband's active duty military, so we were uh, living on the military base. Um, so no one was allowed on. Uh, we weren't really allowed to leave. And it was just really interesting. <laughs> it was like living in the twilight zone. Um, yeah. And then we, go ahead. No, no, I was just like, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and then we relocated um, across the United States. So we are now in uh, South Central Alabama. Wow. (laughs) And it is just such a different life here. We went to, you know, living in like a complete lockdown, you know, not being able to go anywhere or leave the base for a while to, um, you know, people don't really wear masks or, or anything around here. It was like, you know, almost like nothing happened and so it was just a really crazy transition (laughs) i bet it was it's kind of crazy i know with the military you kind of move around a lot um 
but with the pandemic and just it must have been out of this world, the crazy cray. It's just, yes. I mean, there's a lot of things I think um, that people have learned uh, during the pandemic. I know a lot of artists have done a lot of self-introspection about what, what they want to do with their music, who they want to be, you know, how they want to be branded and stuff like that. I mean, I did that myself because this is just, you start to think about a lot of things going on in the world, how you want to present yourself as an artist. Um, but Absolutely. It's, it's just been crazy. I think one of the lessons I've learned, you know, people need physical touch. Like hugging is such a big thing. And you just don't realize that. Like being around people. Yes. Don't you think? Yes, absolutely. I'm a, I'm, I'm such a social butterfly. So I was miserable. <laughs> I need my people. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's wild. It's just you. It's, you're just like, oh my gosh, who knew like something like this would happen in our time? We, you know, we've read in history books where there were plagues and stuff like that, and then now we're we just lived we lived it, and now you know. Most people vaccinated and um, hopefully we'll get out there and do our thing. Um, During the pandemic, were you able to live stream at all? I did a couple live streams and I actually was able to perform and open for Confederate Railroad um, amidst, you know, the whole pandemic that happened in July of last summer. So, yeah, I um, drove across the country and, and performed for you know, a motorcycle rally um, with thousands of people there. It was incredible. It was it was crazy, but it was I needed it also because you know it's it's hard going from you know being on stage and performing to you know doing nothing. Um, so that was <laughs> that was challenging. Yeah, it's extremely challenging. Um, so we want to tell our audience here to give you. A big round of applause uh, for your recent nomination in the 2021 Josie Music Awards. Um, you've been nominated for Vocalist of the Year, Modern Country Female, uh, Song of the Year, Modern Country Female, Collateral Damage, Stage Fashion Trailblazer, Songwriter Achievement with Tony Black for his song First Touch. You know, uh, the 2020, the Josie Music Awards um, is the largest independent award show. Um, this year, there were over 38,000 uh, submissions. Um, so it is truly an honor to have received uh, the nominations. Um, and it will be held uh, on September 27th. 27th, sorry. September 17th, because I can't read anymore. September 17th. And um, the award. <laughs> show actually will be held on the 18th of September. So it should be a good time. So congratulations on your, um, all of your nominations. I hope you do well. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I can't, I, it's like, this is like as big as indie artists can go without, you know, taking that next step Mm. up the ladder. So I'm, I'm just, beside myself I don't even I'm speechless <laughs> you don't know what to do with yourself but I have a little secret so I have attended all six uh well this is the sixth one so I've attended all five of the Josie Music Awards I'm actually a, a Josie Music Award winner I've won every single time uh, it's truly been an honor um I'm multi-genre so sometimes they don't know where to put me <laughs> um okay. 
Yeah, so I've been. Uh, the, it's a it's a great organization. Yeah, uh, you'll have an awesome time. So definitely get your ticket and book your hotel and your airfare. Uh, get it as soon as you can. Um, we always have a lot a lot of fun. There's a lot of networking opportunity. Um, they they really really love independence. Uh, Josie Passantino and Tina Passantino. Um, they really work hard for the independence. Um, and the shows have been awesome. I've performed uh, twice. At, uh, at the Josie Music Awards. Uh, so, yeah, it is truly an honor because they work hard, let me tell you. So you'll get to greet, meet That's a lot awesome. of people. Yeah, you'll get, get to meet. And I see that um, you're um, also up for a couple one, a couple of the other ones that I know of, like the Glo- Global Music Awards and ISC and Hollywood Music and Media Awards and the Songwriting UK. Yeah. Uh, Others, so yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to. I'm glad that you mentioned those because um, actually, the songwriting contest because a lot of people tend to like not submit for those because they think that they're, you know, what's the point? You pay, blah blah blah, yada yada. But uh, for me, I've been lucky to be finalist and actually win awards and some of these things, and I think that um, it gives you the opportunity to actually meet other people because people have contacted me to collaborate on songs. Uh, by being through these uh, songwriting contests and award shows. Um, and it's great networking. You just don't know who's listening to your music. And that's why I decide uh, to enter my music and stuff. Uh, and so why did you decide to enter your music? Um, you know, honestly, if I'm being uh, 100% honest, with everyone, I actually don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I just, you know, I released my very first single and I was just playing around on Google one day and trying to see, you know, how I can get my song more exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I submitted, you know, to a couple Spotify playlists and then I randomly got an email from the International Songwriter Competition and so I entered it. And so that prompted me to kind of look up and research other um, awards and and things that I can participate in. And so um, all the ones that I found, I have submitted for. And so that's how that kind of came about. Um, I think that's very smart. And you sound just like me, because when I started in the music industry, I was like, oh, my God, where can I put my music? I I I just need to find the different places I need to put my music and entering all these contests was one of the places that I started. I was like you. I Googled. I um, searched all over. And and like I said, it's an opportunity to be seen and heard. You know, um, and it's not you're gonna. It's not that you're gonna win all of them. It's not that you won't. It's not that you won't be finalist. You will be finalist. You might not, and stuff like that, because music is subjective. But like I said, it's a way to market your music, and I think you're you're headed in the right direction. Now, how would you describe your music? Um, I, you know, I grew up singing everything, and so um, I think that reflects in my music. I'm kind of like Christina Aguilera meets you know, like the edgy rock version of Pink mm-hmm. and Avril Lavigne blending into country music, if that uh, makes any sense. With a little bit of blues and soul. <laughs> I I love that because you're 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 different. Because um, if you listen to the radio, 
I say this all the time. We're listening to the same stuff all the time. I think that people are craving something new and different and exciting. And it's great uh, that there are artists like you um, that are out there doing something a little bit different. And what's interesting, you know, I'm a voting member with the Recording Academy, and they also talk about the fact that um, a lot of there is making things harder for them in the sense that a lot of people are messing genres together. So they're having a hard time trying to figure out where to put some of these songs. Because obviously if the song is 65% pop, yet it's a pop rock song, if it's 65%, they'll probably put it in the pop genre. But if it were 75% rock, it probably would go in the rock genre. So they really have to take their time to <laughs> really consider where they're going to put this music, uh, you know. Um, yeah. What what was that defining moment for you where you decided, oh, my gosh, I really need to do music. This just, whoa, this is just for me. I have to get into this industry. I grew up in music. My mom is also a singer-songwriter and recording artist, and so she took me along with her to, like, all of her gigs, her band practices. Um, she ran a karaoke company, so she took me yeah. with to her karaoke shows and basically anywhere that would allow me in because I was, you know, five years old. (laughs) Um, And then she went and competed in this competition and the finals were held at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville. And so when she came home, she had played the competition back and there was, it was, you know, mostly adults, but there was one child. um, It was a little girl named Ashley and she was performing and competing in this same competition as my mom. And so um, that was the moment I knew I wanted to sing, even though she had already had me, like, in talent shows and things. Um, But in that moment, I knew that that I wanted to do it. Um, And then I had started my first band, like a cover band, back in 2012. And then I took four and a half years off and... Um, I kept trying to pursue a backup career. (laughs) And no matter what I did, trying to pursue um, cosmetology and all these things, something always got in the way to where I couldn't complete it. And I just got angry and I was like, okay, this is not meant for me. Like nothing ever works. Um, So I went back to music and I auditioned for The Voice in like three cities And then when I got home, um, I decided to get back into, you know, live bands and things like that. And so this was 2018. Um, In 2019, in January, I had made the choice to leave my cover band and go solo because I wanted to focus on originals. And I had started writing um, when I was 14, but I never really did it seriously, I guess. I just would write the songs and they would stack up in a pile, and that's that. Um, So really it was 2018, 2019 that I just, I don't know. I I was just sitting there, and I was frustrated because nothing nothing else worked out. But every time I I get involved in the music, Mm -hmm. it just seems like it's my destiny. Like things just fall into place, if that makes any sense. No, 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 no. I completely understand. I mean, music has been my saving grace. I don't know where it would be without music. And the funny thing with me is that growing up 
And my father's a singer, and in, in my family, we have a lot of musicians, but I never thought I'd be, be singing, because I didn't even know that I could sing um, for the longest time, and it was because I was going through a lot of things while I was living in New York, and started writing poetry, and from there, uh, my parents were like, oh, why don't you do a demo, and that's how I started, literally. And so, yeah, I'm always shocked. Sometimes I sit down and I'm like, oh, oh my God, am I really doing this music stuff? It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, what part of music, the music industry, do you love? You know, what what is it that you love about being an artist? I love helping others um, through my words. I know a lot of my family and friends have have heard, you know, my original music, even though it's not released to the public yet. Um, and it doesn't matter what song I play, it, it seems to always touch somebody. And so to me, that is what it's all about. Um, as far as performing goes, I, I was on stage with Winona Judd when I was nine years old. Mm. And she, you know, like I was just trying to get a high five from her and she was like messing around with the audience and she's like, I don't know, what do you think? And I held my hand out because I had given her a high five and so I wanted one in return. And I just remember that she kept asking the audience and they they roared. And this, this was like a huge coliseum, like hundreds of thousands of people. And that roar... Mm -hmm. stuck with me my whole life like I can still hear it like today and so I wanted that um it's really interesting because in small like intimate settings I feel so awkward um (laughs) if there's like three people or you know 10 people in the room performing for like a small amount I I feel um I always grew up with like stage fright and Mm -hmm. so performing for hundreds or thousands of people, I don't have that problem. It's really strange. Um, I love being on stage and and feeling like the crowd's energy. Um, so that would be the second thing that I love is, is, is the crowds and the fans when, you know, you're up there and they're just roaring and yelling and excited. And I don't know. I just love it. I get that feeling. I get that feeling, you know, um, I can't wait till we're get to go back on stage and there's lots of people and um, we can just do our thing. Um, I love, I, I'm a person that loves a more intimate crowd because um, I, I love to be close to the audience, but I do miss being on uh-huh. stage, checking it out and shaking my thing if I have to shake my thing or whatever um, and playing with my yeah. band. Yeah, that's what I miss a lot is playing with the band. Um uh, so I feel you the in the roar of the crowd, and it's just it feels good to, to be an effective player in life. I, and I've spoken to a lot of artists, and everybody says the same thing: they want to make a difference. And I love that because I think our world needs it. Uh, the radio stations yes. need it because they play everything the same thing over and over. Um, and we're just going to bring it to them, and that's going to be awesome. Now we're going to play your song, uh, Collateral Dra- Drama. Please tell me what that's about. Collateral damage is about surviving uh, sexual assault. It's um, it's a empowering 
inspirational, like uplifting power anthem. I like that. Um, kudos to you for for writing a song like that, um, because I recently wrote a song about um, my own personal assault. So I honor you in the fact that you wrote something about that. Um, well, we're going to have a word from our sponsors and then called, I called it collateral drama because there's so much drama in my life, um, called collateral <laughs> damage. We're going to have a word from our sponsor and we'll play it. Hold on. Hi, it's Jordan and Madison, and we're Jay Madison, Madison out of Nashville, Tennessee. We'd love to tell you about B-Squared Management, artist services by artists for artists. Get your press, branding, single release, and sync success plan now at bsquaredmgmt.com. And listen up to our latest single, Down, now on Spotify. <laughs> got time to rhyme. Many years I struggled to find a love that was never mine. You took a piece of me and made me believe. I hurt so many not knowing why. The thought of
tried to find that little girl inside. Let her know it's gonna be alright. That was very sweet. I like that a lot. Fantastic. Congratulations on your song. Um, You're welcome. Uh, What is your writing process like? Um, How do you deal with roadblocks? You see, I'm losing it. How do you deal with writer's block? That's what I meant. It's like a roadblock. Um, (laughs) How do you start with the writing process for a song that you're writing? Um, it just depends. Like, I don't really have a process. They kind of just come to me at random moments. Um, so before smartphones and before I actually pursued, you know, recording my songs, I would write on napkins or just anything that was nearby. Um, nowadays, you know, it's a lot easier. I can just grab my phone and make a voice memo if it's a melody or, you know, speak the words if I need to or or text them out. Um, And then later I'll go back in and try to, you know, sit down for a few minutes and see if anything, you know, comes to me to inspire me to finish it. Um, Mm -hmm. Collateral Damage was actually a partnership. I was tagged on a Facebook post um, on for the D.T. Hudson Writing Company, and I'm a military spouse, so um, he was tasked by Veteran Affairs to partner musicians with veterans to turn their stories into songs. And so um, the veteran he had paired me with was a female, and I was expecting, you know, war stories and military-related things. And um, instead, during our first conversation, she had told me that she was a survivor of sexual assault. Mm. And um, I had already agreed, you know, to write her story, um, but I also am a survivor. And so I knew that I had to do it, um, even though I kind of didn't want to just because I, I had never addressed any of that before. You know, that's a lot of years of my life that I I didn't want to relive. Um, So she had sent me her poem, which is titled Collateral Damage. And I, you know, borrowed some of her lines to tell her story. And then I wrote um, my own story Mm -hmm. into it. And then I turned it into the courses, you know, talking about finding your voice, um, and the strength to carry on and and basically like, you know, moving forward and keep climbing to keep going. And I wanted to inspire others. So I could not write at first. Um, And so going back to the writer's block, um, I had sat down with this poem and tried to get inspiration for, it was probably like three months. And then I was just driving down the road one day, and finally the melody and lyrics came to me. Um, 
and I had to pull over because, you know, I had spent three months sitting down multiple times trying to figure this out and, and nothing would come. Right. And so finally it did. And I pulled over and I, you know, got my phone and recorded it. Um, and so that's how that came about. Right now I'm working on a song um, about being a military wife and living a military life. Right. Um, so I have the verses, but I can't, but right now I'm having like a blockage for the chorus. Um, I have the words, but I don't have the melody. Mm-hmm. And so that sometimes happens too, which is, I don't know. <laughs> which so is annoying. I just keep trying. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so annoying. <laughs> no, I, 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 I feel you because I know when I, I start out my process by writing the chorus first, and then I write around that. Um, and then things will flow that way. But I, I do get writer's block, and I'll just stare at the piece of paper, and I'm just like, nothing is coming. Oh, my God, I could say it this way. But so many people have said it this way. So I usually just walk away from it and, and wait till the next day I sleep on it, and then all of a sudden things will flow. Um, mm-hmm. It when you're, you, it's it, what I find is that especially if a song really means a lot to you, it is harder to write because you want to be able to express what you what you truly want to express in it, and so you just there you're like I know what I want to say, but how am I going to say this and all that stuff? So yeah, I'm with you and all of that stuff. It's it's the wild it's a wild thing being a songwriter. Um, it was crazy. My husband, yeah. My husband, you know, he so this song um, specifically, military life. Um, he had come home a couple months ago, and this is how it was inspired because he came home and and basically told me that he was going to deploy, um, which we have been through, you know, a few deployments before, and it's just been a while, and so I wasn't expecting it, and then on top of that he continued to say that he was leaving in two weeks. (laughs) And I was like, because usually we get notified several months in advance, um, usually. And so we know it's it's coming and we can prepare. Um, And this time it was like, you know, we had just moved into our house here. Like, I don't know anybody. And it was just random. So as soon as he told me, I walked into the bedroom, like I walked away from him and the conversation and I just went and sat down and started writing. Um, So he just thinks that I'm crazy because, you know, he was, like, in the middle of telling me this, (laughs) you know, important information. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, I just got a song, so I'm leaving, you know. (laughs) I got to write this down (laughs) right now. I stick to my head. No, but those are the best moments because you're just like, ah, there's the idea. I've got to write it down. Yeah. And I agree with you, having these technologies, that, like the cell phones, where you can just pull over on the side of the road and just, you know, sing or speak something into a voice recorder is awesome. Um, like I tell a lot of people, one of the things I'd like to create is something for the shower. Because let me tell you, I come up with the best ideas in the shower. Now, when I Yeah, get and then by the time you get out, you forget. <laughs> I want to create this magic that's waterproof, that's soundproof, actually, so that you won't hear the water, 
You just press the button. You sing, do your thing. And it keeps everything. And I, I, I have to do it. Because and a lot well, of people... Well, put on your email list. I will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we come... And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's about the water. We're by ourselves. Or you might be with somebody else. I don't know. But... There's just some kind of inspiration in that damn shower that you're just like, oh, my. And you come up with the best stuff. That's the crazy thing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, where else where else have you come up with, like, a crazy idea for a song? Yeah. I, I try, even, I've tried trying to, you know, if it's a melody or something, I'll try to hum it, like, over and over and over so I don't forget but you know you gotta like wash your hair so you get distracted. <laughs> like oh, crap! I forgot how it goes. <laughs> exactly. You're just like okay. You keep singing it. You keep singing it, and then you get up, and you're just like oh no no no. This is it. This is it. This is it. And then you're like, did it really sound like that when I did it? Cause uh, I don't know if that's the right melody, but I know I did something right here. Um, so yeah. <laughs> me you you understand me we're both simpatico on this stuff um what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career one thing i wish i had known um i i don't know that's a tough question Mm. i guess i don't know if there's something i wish i had known but i do wish that i would have started a little sooner Mm. Yeah, you know, like ten years ago would have been <laughs> ideal. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I wish I had started sooner, but then I don't know if I would have done a lot of the research that I do. Um, because you know this business is extremely hard, and people contact you for all kinds of crap that's not even real. Um, yeah. I guess no. if there's one thing I wish I could have known at the start, it would it would probably be um, to not focus on getting signed. Mm. I spent probably you know my whole childhood and teenage years and mm. most of my adulthood you know chasing after wanting to get signed right. um, by a label, and now that I've done so much research and learned all of the things that I know, I don't know if I want to be signed. Maybe if it was the right kind of deal. But, yeah, it's not all all cut out to be. It's not what I thought it was, you know, all those years ago. Exactly. So I'm with a, uh, a music publisher, and I had her on my podcast, and we were talking about that. And she made some valid points. So... I do often ask that question, would you rather stay indie? Would you rather go with a, a huge label? And so she she said, you have to look at things this way. As an independent artist, we're obviously doing everything ourselves. And if we don't have a budget to hire a publicist, a manager, this, that, and the other, we're doing everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when a large right. label comes to you and says, oh, I want to sign you, she says, people need to understand there is, you have the ability to negotiate, okay? Now, I don't know how much stuff they'll agree, but you have the ability to negotiate. The downside to being with a large label is that they want to take everything from you, and they may want to change you as an artist, which a lot of us right. want to change. You know, we want to be who we are, and we want to put out what we want to put out. 
as an independent label, independent artist, or if you're with an independent label that's very open, you can do what you want, release what you want, be who you want, do your thing. Um, but with a large label, they have money to back you. And right. so she says, like, if you're present, ever presented with, with the opportunity of being on a huge label, and negotiate, see where you can go. And if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. I agree with you 100%. My whole idea is to stay independent because I like to do what I want to do. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do, how to be, what to wear, what to sing, this, that, and the other, because that would truly annoy me, mm-hmm. and that contract would end right away. Um, unless you find <laughs> You know what I mean? Unless you find a huge label that's just like, oh, we like you the way you are, um, let's negotiate this. That's a totally different, you know, concept idea where you can sit back and say, okay, maybe I might go with it. But I agree right. with you 100%. It's, it's, a, it's a tough decision to make, especially when you're trying to make money um, in this yes. music industry and our songs are on streaming platforms and we're making half a cent and um, now stop. Now it's going to come back, and that's where a lot of artists make their money on merch and seed selling CDs. And but for those that don't do that stuff, you know, a lot of people are looking into sync and licensing deals, which is a great industry as well. Um, and the thing is, people need to realize this music business is a lot of work. It is. It is tremendous amount of work. <laughs> I get like maybe three, four hours of sleep a night, I think, yeah. because, you know, I'm a full-time mom, too, so I spend, you know, the whole day responding right. to emails or trying to book myself or trying to promote on social media, whatever it is, but also, like, doing all the, you know, mother things and, um, you know, and then, and then so my quiet time really is after they go to sleep, and so then I'm up, you know, till three three o'clock in the morning and then I got to get up at six and get the kids ready for school and it's a lot but it's also a business and I think a lot of artists don't consider it a business or they don't look at it like a business or treat it like a business um so I don't know you know and I'm probably not doing everything right or doing it the way that I should or could um but at least I'm I I have mostly I have some some knowledge on to how right. to treat it like a business and, and be a business woman. Well, you are the investment. You are yes. the investment. Because <laughs> I'm in this entrepreneurship class, and one of the things they tell you, you are the investment. You have to see yourself as the product. And how are you going to get people to want to invest in that product, really want to listen to that product? So you really need to take the same time to realize who you are as an artist and then uh, reveal that to the world. And the, those that will love you will love you. And those that, you know, have a different set of opinions will be on the wayside. But you know what? As you'll know who you are as an artist. Um, what advice would you give somebody trying to break into this industry? I would say definitely um, – Well, like you just said, I mean, you have to invest in yourself. You have to believe in yourself because um, sometimes, you know, other people don't believe in you. Um, I think that you have to have perseverance 
and consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just have to keep going because if I could count how many times, you know, I wanted to give up or, mm-hmm. you know, quit or, or whatever, because we all have those moments of frustration because mm-hmm. things aren't happening or going our way. Um, those are the moments that, you know, make you stronger and you have to push through. You have to keep going no matter what, even if every single door is slammed in your face. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I always tell people no, and O means next opportunity. And so um, once I kind of got myself in that mindset, um, it seems a little easier to navigate through those moments because they do still happen. You're always going to have, you know, challenges and speed bumps and roadblocks to navigate through. Um, So it's just important to keep going no matter what and always believe in yourself. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yes. Every day. (laughs) I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this music stuff? Oh, I can't. You know, somebody will irritate me. I'm like, that's it. I'm not doing this music stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but then something will come into my life, or I'll get an email where somebody said, "Oh, I really like this new song you did. It really helped me through this time. Oh, this has been great." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, all right. I'm listening, to the universe. I'm listening, to God. Yeah. You want me to do something, so I'm just like, okay. I'm going to continue with it. I'm going to do my thing. Um, you're going to have to help me here, but I'm going to do my thing. So, yeah, no, I'm with you on all levels. Um, what is a saying or a quote that you like to live by? Um, a saying, a quote, actually, that I have lived by since my mom gave me this plaque when I was 16. and. I have had it ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, "It says if you believe in yourself like I believe in you, then nothing is impossible. And I don't know who wrote it. It's just some random little frame that she bought me when I was 16 to decorate my room. <laughs> um, but I kept it, and it has stuck out to me um, all of these years to, I mean, I have it memorized. So uh, that's something I definitely like to live by. If you believe you're in yourself, like I believe in you, then nothing is impossible. I love that. That is so, so beautiful. Um, all right. Well, tell our audience where they can find you. On the- um, you can find me at alyssareffinmusic.com or linktree slash com slash Alyssa Ruffin. We're going to find you. And you know what? Just Google her. If you don't have the energy to do it, just Google. And you know what? That's the thing that I tell people now. Just Google me. You'll find me. Um, Well, it's awesome to chat with you, um, Alyssa. Uh, I know we're eventually going to uh, schedule an IG Live, and I can't wait to do that. But we're also going to see each other at the Josie Music Awards in September. And that should be a great fun time. We always have a good time hanging out with one another and 
you know what another another lady that I interviewed um, on here uh, Ashley Bean she was also nominated as well so she'll be there so this is going to be a, and and Kendra Mickey she's going to be there all these people because um, Kendra's also with B Square Management so, uh, so everybody's going to be out there so this is going to be awesome um but thank you so I much look forward to it and i look forward to meeting you yes it's gonna be we're gonna rock out um it's been yeah. an honor <laughs> I can't wait to do the ig live thing and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful day thank you it's so awesome talking to you all right all right everyone this was chatting with Nat, and this was indie pop country recording artist Alyssa ruffin go find her you can find her at Alyssa ruffin music Google her until next time. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your